here, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of these breakaway agents, then this show is for you. Thank you so much for listening. And even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that is a huge win. And hopefully you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I am really pleased to welcome Ty Bergman, broker of Bergman Properties in Marina Del Rey, California. Uh, Ty was born in London and moved to the United States at age seven, lived in Encino until after high school, got his real estate license at age 18, and has been selling ever since with his dad, who got his real estate license at the same time. They got their start working with developers in Marina Del Rey in the Silver Strand and built a career on that right there at the beach. Hi, welcome, and thank you for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Well, how about if you just tell us about yourself and a little bit about what you do? Uh, well, uh, you know, in the last six years, I've gotten married and have two kids, so right now I'm, I'm a very busy father and, and enjoying that. I think I had a lot of years of, uh, you know, to myself before that and, and had a, a great time. And so, uh, you know, besides selling real estate, it's, it's all about the family right now. Mm -hmm. And, and um, it's a great balance, really, because in real estate, it allows you a little more time sometimes and at different times to do more things with the family. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really good. And a lot of times that's the why. I mean, we need a reason to, you know, I mean, working and getting it done. Um, yeah. So, well, awesome. So, um, well, that's, and that's really cool. So you have a family now and I'm sorry, when did you start? Well, you started at 18. So can you just share a little bit about your journey to where you are right now? Yeah. Well, uh, getting my real estate license at 18, I was pretty, pretty green in the business, but uh, I come to start working with some developers down in Marina Del Rey and selling uh, luxury real estate down there. So I got my feet wet right away getting right into the business. I didn't think there's anything better than, than life experience. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been a wild ride. It's an incredible business where I really love real estate. I don't want to say I love real estate sales, but I love homes and architecture and real estate and the things that you can parlay from being an agent and, and being in the business. Okay. Awesome. Uh, it's been great to work with my dad and, and have, a, a, you know, the family dynamic, uh, along is some people find it very hard to work with family, but amazingly we've worked for 30 years together and, uh, that's incredible. So do you guys work as partners or do you each have your own production that you, you know, your own selling that you do? Everything. It just keeps it a lot more simple. And although he's probably nearing retirement, I'm still, you know, working fast and furious we, we share everything and, and I just appreciate you know, I don't know. It would be weird doing it without him. We've done it together so long. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Um, it was a family affair for us too. My husband and I were in real estate over 15 years and it was a lifestyle, you know, we loved it. And, you know, I, I can relate to that whole idea of sharing it with your family. It's pretty invigorating. It's a different, yeah. adds a different dynamic. That's for sure. <laughs> it does. And, and, you know, it's been uh, about, 30 years and uh, over a billion dollars in sales now. Oh, wow. Condo conversion buildings in, in West LA to selling the same homes over and over again because 
my area by the beach are somewhat blocked by the boats and by the ocean and you only have so many homes to sell but i'm fortunate enough to have uh, a good client base and 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 continue to do well down there well that's great well and you know real estate isn't exactly like you get in and it's just easy peasy you know definitely it takes some skill and talent to build a successful career and i really believe that everyone has strengths and as a high achiever like yourself it really speaks to the fact that you've leaned into those strengths or what I actually like to call superpowers. Mm -hmm. And before this interview, I'd asked you about some of your strengths and you identified one of your top superpowers as being personable. Can you just elaborate that on that a little bit and share how that's helped your business? Yeah, I think a lot of times you go into a listing appointment and they just want to hear the price. But I, I try to find the commonalities with the client more than anything. If I can find someone else that they know or another neighbor and and I can, you know, even looking around their, their property, if I can find some things that are more relatable, all of a sudden the price is kind of left to the end of the conversation. They start feeling uh, trusting towards you and that you're the right guy that's going to handle their important, uh, you know, transaction. One of the more important ones in their life. So it's kind of that, it's not so much how much you know, but how much you care kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's well said. Yeah, yeah. Well, you also said that mindset has been a factor in your success. What kind of habits do you recommend to other agents when it comes to mindset? I know as, as I'm coached and, you know, we all have mentors. I mean, that's always number one. Without mindset, you can't do anything. Can you just talk a little bit to that? Yeah. I mean, as far as mindset goes, I think that in tough times, great agents find ways to put deals together. Hmm. And I think you have to have a a mindset that you're going to have a certain minimum and you're not going to fall below it. So you will find every way to hustle to, to make it happen. And, you know, if interest rates shoot up to 5% and no one's doing deals except for a few guys, well, you better be one of those few guys doing it. And um, it's consistency and it's being mindful of, of, of everyone and any things that, you know, it seems that, things come across to you and if you don't capitalize on them, someone else will. So it's just being open to the universe that, that brings you things and taking advantage of them. You know, there's so many things that can slip through your fingers and you go, Oh wow, if I could have just done this and done that, I could have made these things happen. And, and so it's putting yourself out there. Hmm. And do you have any kind of tips or, cause I feel like mindset gets talked about a lot, but are there ways that you can, that you incorporate it into your life? Because even, I feel like even with the best mindset, it's impossible to always be on like that. Are, do you have any tools that you use when you need it? I've always been an office guy. I know these days everyone's got a laptop and they're very, they're very mobile or virtual, but I've always been an office guy and I always feel like being there just gets you in the mindset. And I'm not talking about, you know, all day, but just being there long enough to kind of generate some things. And then and then getting out and about where you do sell the property so people see your face. And, you know, the biggest, one of the hardest things in this business is staying relevant. You know, you can have great years followed by not that great of years. So you've always got to keep, keep yourself out there. And, you know, I know Instagram and all the social media is great and we do, we do it. But not many people are really selling homes off Instagram. You know, it's still the agent connection, their network how they how they they bring people in and and that's pretty flashy stuff and maybe it certainly has a future but right now there's still an element of the things that you've always done and and grinding you got to be a grinder 
Yeah. One thing I like to say is technology should really enhance our relationships, not replace them. <laughs> so I, you know, I think that's a really. Since I've been in the business, the, the company, the corporate company has changed names many times. John Douglas to, to Coldwell Banker to, you know, and now Compass buying, buying everybody. And I've always felt that you don't want to get swallowed up in the herd. You've got to keep your own identity. And mm-hmm. that's so important. So even if you work for a bigger brand, you're the brand. You're the one that, you're the star. You're the one that they should be pushed, elevating, not the other way around. You don't always want to push the company because everyone else can do that. So that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned negotiation. That's kind of another area of your strengths. What, what kind of tips would you give a, an agent when it comes to negotiating? Well, it's definitely uh, like uh, poker. And you really, I think that's the number one reason that you get hired by an age, uh, by, by a seller is to negotiate the best possible deal. I've had clients come back to me uh, that I didn't represent and then have me represent them because they said that I was such a tough negotiator. Now, truth be told, it might have been the seller, but it does show you that they, they appreciate you really going to bat and not capitulating and just um, telling the seller's bottom line or whatever. And um, it, it, earns, it earns your bus- their business. Are there, is there any way that you, like, is that something that you learned or are there any tips that you can give um, when it comes to negotiating? Maybe have you seen other agents kind of, oh, look, you almost were good at negotiating and then you just fell short. Like what's something that really gives someone an edge when it comes to negotiating? I think it's saying less. I think it's pausing uh, when, you, when, you, when you're talking and let the other person speak more. And I feel like, um, you know, pulling the takeaway um, there's, there's various, uh, tactics, but I just think it's being very careful what you say and how you say it. And in a, in a way that, um, lets them know that the contract is heavily weighted to the buyer. If the buyer wants to, to back out and you're in the buyer's position, you, you have that to lean on. And if you're in the seller's position, you have, you have other strengths that can help, uh, keep the deal together. So, you know, it, it is a lot, there's a lot to it, but it's, um, it's everything in, in, in helping our clients. Yeah, we're really talking results, right? Because like personality and mindset, all that can get you to the table, but negotiations really where you earn your keep, seems like. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Another, another thing that we, that I had asked you about beforehand was something that you're really passionate about, um, some advice that you're passionate about talking with other real estate agents and brokers in today's market. And you said to be strategic um, about what and and, uh, can you elaborate on that? Well, I think it's it's recognizing your, your your strengths. So, like, I meet I meet new agents, and they're not from here. It's like, okay, you're not from LA. You don't know anybody. Like, how are you gonna feel? Well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna door knock, and okay, well, how many homes? What area? How how what's your strategy gonna be? Because just getting your license, especially these days, there's so much attrition in our business. There's so many agents getting out of the business. It's really the 10%, 90% rule and, and uh, the strong cells, cells shall survive. So um, I think that the top agents now, we're starting to see them recognize a little more as financial advisor, kind of like a stock broker. And, you know, they can help you understand pitfalls. You know, don't buy this new construction because it's like a new car. You're going to lose money right away. I don't think buyers... Uh, a lot of times ask the right questions of the agents and sellers a lot of times don't want to 
don't want to hear. They think they know better. And these are things that we have to deal with in our business. And I think one really big important thing is managing expectations. Mm -hmm. Managing expectations for the buyers and the sellers will keep them your clients. If you don't manage your expectations well, you'll be the, the last agent and there'll be somebody else in front of you. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice for sure. One thing too that you brought up beforehand um, what were the three D's, like questions that you get a lot. What are the three D's? And um... yeah, the, the questions I get a lot, obviously, like, you know, what's the real estate market like? And that's very kind of confusing dynamic right now because of the lack of inventory, the prices being high. So people, people are just curious about the market and the three D's. Yeah, because there's less profit taking and relocation uh, right now. And I mean, it still happens, but there's more death, divorce, and debt. And, um, you know, it's a part of our business. Obviously, we help people when they're going through divorce. And, uh, and you know, I go back to advisor because sometimes I'll sell a house and get the keys right away from the buyer. And they don't sometimes confide in the agent enough as advisor about what their real needs are. Maybe they, they wind up buying the wrong thing on an impulse. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, and another thing that you mentioned too, that I thought was interesting was, um, you were, you kind of brought up the baby boomers. So yeah, uh, yeah. You said something about going out. They're, they're like locked in right now because, yeah. you know, the property taxes aren't, aren't a write off anymore. So anything they buy is going to be a high in property tax and they're having a hard time move. They have a hard time as they get to a certain age moving. So it creates a stagnation in the market. And uh, look, things will eventually work out. But these last couple of years have not been like the previous six or seven. It's a different market now. And maybe agents that have had a glory year in 2018 are finding it a different landscape uh, this year. Yeah, it's definitely changing. And, and I also, I like that you're really committed to growth, even as a high-performing agent. What are a couple things that you struggle with today when it comes to sales? Um, I think it's just getting, uh, getting in front of the people um, consistently. Um, the, the toughest thing we have in, in, in sales is that we used to sell based on the amount of overall inventory. In our, in our niche, it would be, say, 50%. And when there's only half as many transactions happening, you can only do the amount of business that's, that's there. So you have to spread out. And I think spreading out is one of the hardest things to do. You know, for better or for worse, we've sold in a small area and now we're, we're pushing out. But um, it's a challenge because there's other, area, other brokers in other areas and you have to go head to head with them and they don't want to give up their territory just like you don't. So that's part of it. But I think that you can always find ways uh, to increase your, your inventory, find ways to add to your business. And um, it's, it's, you either grow or you go down. Yeah, that's true. So do you have a team that you work with? I know you and your dad work together. Is there anyone else on your team or is it the two of you? Uh, my wife has recently come back to work with us and now that our kids are getting into school and she was formerly a loan officer and she's just great about helping me to succeed. And so that's great. And, and then we have an assistant and transaction coordinator and we have a social media person. So we have a team. You do need a team, um, especially if you're working on other projects, you know, outside of real estate sales, which we've always done. 
along the way, you know, flipping and, and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. Um, and, uh, is there, or, um, uh, do you have any ritual or rituals that you have that really set you up for the success for success each day? I mean, the hour of power, getting some exercise in the morning, kind of, kind of clearing your head. I mean, I've always tried to stay within five pounds of, of fit. And so I think that, yeah, I can't imagine if I ran my body down and that, you know, the fatigue is going to show into my work. So I think it, yeah, it's mentally and physically just getting some exercise every morning is, is key, you know, so little run, little bike, little swim, little uh, punching on the bag, that sort of thing. Oh, very good. Sometimes you know, frustrations out too, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's not always easy in our business. Sometimes <laughs> we make it sound glamorous, but man, it's uh, just kind of release some of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like more and more as we're listening to people, you know, I'm a big podcast listener as much as I am having a podcast. Mm -hmm. It started with me just being obsessed with listening to them and between that and books, it seems like successful people helping other people become successful talk a lot about fitness and getting up early. Have you found that to be true? More yeah. and more now so than in the, I feel like it's more now so than in the past. Have, do you feel that way or am I just yeah, noticing no, I it now? <laughs> I think it makes sense. You know, people who are highly successful aren't going to be lazy. And right. uh, if you're, if you're motivated, you're going to be motivated in other parts of your life to, uh, to, to make things happen. True, true. Okay, well, I'm gonna, now it's what I call rapid fire tool chest. So I'm gonna say something, and then you're gonna briefly tell me your favorite person, tool, or any other response that is appropriate for it. And you can say pass if you can't think of it, or if for some reason you don't wanna talk about it, you can pass. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, time blocking, do you do it? And if so, what do you use for it? Time blocking? No, you know, my, my appointments pretty much fill in the calendar and, and I just work from, from there. And then between appointments, I'm just prospecting. You know, I try to block out the busy work and prospect. So I'm not all, I'm not writing the contracts and I'm not maybe at, at every, you know, appointment, uh, but I'm at the ones that are the most important. Okay. A uh, favorite technology. A favorite technology? Well, the new Compass app is pretty great because it's got a coming soon feature. And so it lets agents share properties with other agents before they hit general market. So you can maybe scoop it up because right now we're seeing about a third of real estate uh, deals out here uh, selling off market. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is that available to um, like, is it just Compass agents have access to it or is that something that, okay, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, you have, they're trying to do things to push back against Zillow and some of these other companies that are trying to push into our market, you know, our, yeah. our business hasn't changed for a long time and it's, it's, it's now starting to, um, but uh, Compass at least wants to keep the, the power in the agent's hands, which yeah. is, again, going back to a financial advisor, it's, you know, it's people's biggest asset, one of the biggest things. And a lot of people say, oh, well, it's just where I lay my head. It's just where I live. But unless they have other properties, it's probably where they have most of their money. So we can help them not just negotiate a, a deal for them, but help them to maybe open up their eyes to things that they haven't seen or a different property or explain why this is a good or a bad deal. They just need to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's really cool. Um, okay. So uh, best CRM. 
Uh, we use um, contextually. Okay. S sales pipeline management. Sales pipeline management. Well, that's that's a good thing to have. That means you have sales if you need pipeline <laughs> management. But um, uh, I think it's having a good escrow officer that really helps guide things through. I mean, it's so important to have a good escrow and, and a great transaction coordinator. So between those two, they'll help uh, manage your pipeline along with your office manager. You got, you know, you got your team and that helps keep you in the field, just taking listings and showing properties, doing the things that are most important. Okay. And then what, what is, uh, if you read or listen to Audible, what are one of your favorite books right now? And otherwise you can, TV show or, or podcast, but if it's a book, I, I'd love to hear the book. Uh, I mean, uh, we listen to, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I, I listen okay. to a lot of uh, comedy when I'm not working. I like to lighten up. So I'll listen to, you know, some, some comedians, um, uh, books that I'm currently reading are, are to my kids. Mm, aw. Okay. So favorite book. Oh, um, yeah, I'd have to go run. I don't know. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We have uh, two little grand grandkids, and uh, yeah, they uh, they like Goodnight Montana. That's their favorite book. So okay. just so you know, uh, but we live in Montana, so that makes more sense, really. Okay. Um, so who has been an overall mentor to you? You know, I've always looked up to the the, the top agents, like um, Joyce Ray. You know, uh, she's the one who I think said back in the day, you know, great agents find ways to put deals together. And this was in the in the in a really down market. Um, the leaders, you know, uh, Chris Cortazzo in Malibu, um, all the people that have really made a mark um, on the west side here. I think I, I look up to them. Um, putting me on a spot with other names now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, but again, I always uh, like to feel like I'm an equal and, and uh, you know, you don't want to put anyone on a pedestal. True. True. You know, that's the same, you know, I have, I have a coach and he always tells me the same thing. He's like, don't be starstruck. Like just, you know, you're there. And, and I think in real estate, it, it's even more important because it's true. However, we're always learning, right? So there are people that definitely have a ton of knowledge that I have a huge respect for. And I think, I think it's good that, that you're still growing even, you know, you've clearly been in the business um, for a significant amount of time, plus have found some level of success, but it's not like we've arrived. Like, okay, I know it now, thank you. You know, <laughs> now I can sit yeah. back. Yeah, exactly, I mean, you know, Rich dad, poor dad as well. You know, if you learn young enough certain ways to be with money, it's really going to help you long term in, in investing, you know, buy uh, and, and hold and rent. And, you know, there's so many ways to do it. And that's that's part of the exciting part about being in this business. I'm really blessed to uh, be able to do what I've done and, and keep going. Well, and that speaks to the idea of, you know, and I've kind of taken us completely off the rails with rapid fire. So my right hand person, Taylor over here who captures the information, she's like, this is not quick fire, <laughs> but it's okay. It's really good stuff. And, um, but I think it's really good. Um, you know, I think quite often we're in our industry and then we're just learning about how do I be a real estate agent? How can I be a real estate agent? But then taking that and learning about how to invest in real estate, how to think, you know, so you're actually learning on behalf of yourself, but also putting yourself in the spot of 
your clients understanding what they're dealing with in their transactions and, and their way of thinking, like you were saying earlier, with being more in an advisory role. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm all for, for learning and, and classes, but there's nothing, again, like life experience. You putting yourself out there and dealing with people, and, and, and that's what really gives you the edge. Yeah. So real estate teacher coach. Uh, do I have one? Yes. And who would, who might that be? <laughs> I would have to say it's my father. You know, he has, he, he has such a good way with people. He's always been in sales and he's, you know, he, with the accent, the English accent and this fireplace is from Cornwall, England. That <laughs> he, can, he can sell, you know, I think that's why all the infomercials often have the English, uh, <laughs> English people speaking because they're good at selling and uh, and he's, he's no exception and just uh, the way that he goes about uh, transactions I've just learned from him and, and continue to really that's awesome what's a training resource that you swear by um, a training resource pass okay the most underrated resource in your industry um, I don't think people know about Zemus Zemus is a really great uh, website to go on to get all kinds of information on a property that the city, the city uses. And so you can get a lot of great information and people don't seem to, to know about Zemus. So. Okay. That's awesome. I think someone's brought that up before. That sounds familiar, but yeah, that's awesome. So um, one thing I wanted to ask too, with the rapid fire that kind of brought up another question. Now I've talked to another um, LA. Now, first of all, you're in Marina Del, I just said it, right. Marina Del Rey. Where is that in relationship to LA? Oh, well, so it's just north of LAX. You've got Playa Del Rey, then you've got the jetty where the boats come out, then Marina Del Rey, which is really one square mile. And it's got like 600 condominiums, or a lot more, a lot of condominiums. And then it's I got a handful of single family homes. And it's a, it's a nice collection because you can walk to the beach from the homes. There are 2,000 to... 10,000 square feet and, you know, some celebrities and uh, a lot of empty nesters really from, from Encino, from the Valley, they come over when their kids are grown and, and off to college and they will, you know, move into these homes where it's a good lifestyle where it's very, you're very active out by the beach and easy to tr lock up and go for travel. Right. And then, and I have to say too, like you're my first agent with Compass, which is like a moment for me because um, I'm obsessed with this whole model and, the guys who started it. And um, I just think it's really fascinating and I don't know enough about it. Um, so there was another agent that worked independently and they don't actually list their listings through the MLS. Is that anything you guys are participating in? Are you guys still in the MLS with your listings? We are, unless it's, unless it's coming soon. Okay. Uh, you know, we might have some sellers that want us to do stuff off market, which we do. Uh, but on coming soon, it's a good way to kind of like a movie uh, premiere, kind of set people up that, hey, this is coming, give them just a little bit of a dab of information and then get some feedback. Maybe they'll, they'll tell you, oh, this is like a great property, but we don't like the price or I can't wait to see it. Um, so it gets you some engagement. Um, other than that, yeah, we still, we still rely on the MLS uh, unless it's an off-market deal, which obviously we do as well. Right. Well, and, um, and I talked to a lot of different agents and brokers from a lot of different brokerages. And so without like, I, I don't really want to do a commercial for Compass, but I, I'm just really fascinated, like I said. So if there are a couple things that you could tell someone like me who doesn't know a lot about Compass 
that kind of sets it apart? What, what would that be? Well, I think they, they're known as the technology company, the platform that they have and the uh, way that they're growing with, cause they have so much money behind them. They're just buying out any competitor and, you know, making sure that they're going to be number one. So, um, the money behind them is extraordinary. The, the takeover, I mean, they just took Coldwell Banker's number one agent this lab, this week. Um, oh, geez. From Malibu, Chris Cortazzo. I mean, they're, they're taking uh, great agents. And so they seem to be the, the, the top kid in town. Um, uh, and and uh, there's a great synergy with all the other agents and everyone's kind of excited to be, be there. And um, so it's growing and uh, we'll see. Eventually, maybe they'll even go public. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate that insight. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that maybe I should have? Is there anything else you want to share? Um, let's see. Uh, I think that, you know, one thing is just about my investment philosophy is that I always look for properties that I can immediately turn around and sell for more or rent for a break even. I mean, it's just, it's just, that's the way I look at, at, at everything that I'm looking to buy for myself. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, again, the, the advisor role goes back to helping people where to, you know, everyone wants to do flips these days. Everyone wants to invest in real estate and the top agents are going to help their clients uh, know where they're not going to lose. Maybe they're not going to make huge, maybe they'll make some, but they're not going to lose. And I think that, you know, the agent's role is, is important especially with new projects. Yeah. Like Warren Buffett always said, like first rule of investing, don't lose money. <laughs> so, yeah. so, well, that's, um, that is great. Well, uh, I have one more question for you and that I am a huge foodie. And so I always end with this question, any podcast that I've done, what is your favorite dish and where do you get it? You know, uh, lately it's been sushi. We go to Katsuya, we get the Katsuya plate. And uh, that's, that's, my, that's my thing right now. Katsuya plate, what's that? Uh, it's just like delicious sushi roll and it's a little like a bento box of, of sushi. Like a variety type thing? Yeah, variety, really good. Oh yeah, okay, awesome. I'm always <laughs> down for a good uh, sushi recommendation in California, so I appreciate that. Sure. Well, well, Ty, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you just gave us some really good takeaways and insight. I appreciate your point of view from an inspector, um, not inspector, an investor's perspective and just that whole idea of bringing your personality as well as mindset. Um, I just think that there are some really good takeaways and, and thank you for sharing that. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for Taylor, who's back here helping making sure everything goes smoothly. Thank you to everyone so much for listening. And remember, the best is yet to come.